The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, your nation's public radio source for the news information, advice, strategies, and techniques you need to get yourself or keep yourself on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. A very special guest today that I uh, want to get on here as soon as possible, but uh, do have a couple of quick announcements for folks listening here in the local area. Tonight, the Greater Dayton Real Estate Investors Association meets at the Dayton Board of Realtors on Main Street. Their guest speaker is Duncan Weirman, who's going to talk about how to use publicly available data sources to Find more buyers, more sellers, and more renters. You can get more information about that meeting at gdria.org. Tomorrow night, the Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati meets. We're going to go ahead and call this the first meeting of the year since our actual first meeting of the year got snowed out two weeks ago. But uh, the topics are uh, great for you if you are uh, looking to get the new year off to a great start. The early meeting for new investors is a fear assessment with RIA board member Bill Lynch. Uh, You are going to bring the thing that is scaring you enough to stop you from investing in real estate and uh, the experts at RIA will analyze it for you and help you get past it so you can move on. The early meeting at six o'clock for Experienced investors is how I built my IRA from $500 to $5,500 in 60 days. So if you have a little self-directed IRA and you're sitting around going, ah, there's nothing really, nothing I can do with this in real estate, you're going to learn some strategies to, I don't not double it, like make it 2,000 times as big in a very short period of time. The main meeting is what successful investors know that you don't. And that's going to be about the four or five things that uh, folks who actually make it in the real estate business uh, know or do or have or learn that you should probably do the same if you would like to also be a successful investor. That meeting is open to the public. You can get more information at CincinnatiRIA.com, CincinnatiREIA.com. The early meeting is at 6 p.m. The main meeting is at 7.30 My guest today is Ms. Laurel Langmeyer. She is uh, a face that will be very familiar to anyone who frequents bookstores or uh, uses uh, uh, Amazon.com or watches The Secret, uh, which is uh, a book that kind of took the world by storm 
a few years back. She was one of the stars of The Secret. She created her own financial freedom and had a net worth of over a million dollars before she was 30 years old and then decided to start a coaching company to provide a catalyst to allow others to learn to reach the same level of success. She started out with one little office in Novato, California. Today, she has three locations uh, in Nevada, Utah, and California, and uh, provides services to individuals worldwide that are looking to become successful entrepreneurs in whatever field. Joining us from heaven knows where because she's all over the place all the time, by phone is Miss Laurel Langemeyer. Laurel, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Oh, it's so good to be with you. How are you today? I'm good, Laurel. How are you? Um, uh, yeah, we're having a little bit of a connection problem. Is that... Oh, I see. Can you hear me Yeah, we're, we're hearing you. We're just getting some uh, like VoIP-like static. So we'll see if that resolves itself here in a moment. And Laurel, I would be remiss if I did not mention that, uh, number one, you were the big hit of the 2013 National News Strategy Summit. You were our keynote speaker. And everybody walked out of that room going, oh my gosh, she's so awesome. Bring her back every year. <laughs> Let her do all three days <laughs> every year. And uh, as a result you know of... I would say yes. <laughs> Yeah, but then what would all the other poor presenters do? Um, The other thing is that you will be coming back here to Cincinnati on February the 9th to do an all-day event sponsored by Cincinnati RIA uh, that folks can come to wherever they are. They don't have to be Cincinnati RIA members. And there is more information about that posted right now at CincinnatiRIA.com for people who are interested in uh in attending that and it's uh i i've i've looked at the schedule that's online and it looks like a very very good packed uh lots of different um ways to build your business uh sort of day so we do appreciate that enormously now um laurel although our listeners are largely real estate entrepreneurs you uh-huh. you really uh you really teach entrepreneurs in in all fields uh, whether they're uh, service providers real estate people uh, sell a product uh whatever and the reason you do this is because you quit your job very early on to 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 become an entrepreneur and a coach so you've been through all the fears that these people are facing so so t- tell us about how that was for you and how you got through it Mm. So, you know, I, I have to preface, I mean, and I know you're a huge, you know, fan and you're a coach and mentor to many, but, I mean, I've had a coach and a mentor since I was 17. And I can tell you, having somebody that's already been through what you are about to walk through is, uh, I, I, I mean, I still do it at this level. I mean, every level of the game, I think you got to have people who've already had the experience, not interested in doing it, have done it and walking through it. So, um, I think, I mean, if I really think about how it happened, I mean, I wandered around for a while, and I'm sure those that are listening, you know, feel like they're wandering around a little. They're putting their hands in a little bit of this and a little bit of that and seeing what's the thing that's going to get me out of my job. And uh, although I love the coaching space, I love the real estate space, and um, I, so what I found was I found Kiyosaki's cash flow game and became a master distributor. So I found something to sell. 
And I think that's key for everyone listening. So I used something, somebody else's work because I didn't have anything to sell. And I think a lot of people hesitate and wait thinking they need to develop their own stuff uh, or have their own stuff. Um, you can sell other people's stuff. So I sold his game and his products and a lot of other people's stuff. And then um, I used that to uh, lead generate for my real estate business. And so um, I, I think at some point you have to set it to a couple messages in there. I think you have to set a deadline to when you're going to leave and what you're going to pick to do and then just focus on it and, and go, go, go. And, and real estate can be a vehicle. Um, clearly was my, you know, one of my first vehicles. I just used selling educational products. And again, since I didn't have it, I sold other people's. So I think there's a lot of spaces um, but once you pick one thing or a, a category, stay in one category and focus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I think one of the one of the things that really scares people, though, about this, I, I mean, most most entrepreneurs are driven to be entrepreneurs. I, it's not, you know, there's just something in them. But at the same time, there's this fear of leaving the corporate job, of not getting paid every Friday, like clockwork, of uh, failing, of, of, you know, investing a lot of time and energy in something that's not going to work. Did you, did you have that fear? Uh, I had quite a bit of money uh, put away. So um, I, yes, I had the fear, but I had a little backup system for it. And the truth is, knowing what I know now, the fears are uh, exactly that. They're, they're, they're just false. I mean, fear is because you don't know. And what you're looking for when you're in a state of fear or anxiety around it is you're looking for certainty. And the only certainty you're going to find is the certainty, like you said, in the drive of, of yourself and the confidence of yourself. And if you don't have it and you can't find it within yourself, then the other thing I tell all of my students to do is partner with somebody who has it. So in a lot of ways, I mean, it is what I did. I mean, Kiyosaki and Sharon Lecter, I mean, they were running fast, and I tucked right in with their levels of confidence. And when you're around that energy and that intensity and you start seeing how other people are making money with ease and grace and you're working your tail off and you realize you're not doing things right, you quickly shift. So, you know, there was a lot of benefits in being partnered with them because they modeled what I needed to be doing so I wasn't wandering around by myself. And you know it like I know it, and I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Nebraska. And I mean, I'd say the Midwesterners and the folks in the Southeast are, are more lone ranger and less willing to partner in a lot of ways. And um, I can't even imagine doing business without the partners I have right now because they're better at stuff that I'm not good at, and they love to do this, a lot of things I don't like to do. And we, you know, it's sort of like you divide and conquer, and you do what you're really, really good at. And I know a lot of people hear that. Uh, there's an enormous amount of truth to that. So, uh, I mean, I, I know the fear that they're standing in. They're fear, they're what, they're, what most people are wanting is that reassurance of, like you said, the paycheck. Uh, when you start to see that there's other ways to make money and that entrepreneurs make money uh, in our sleep, especially with the Internet now, I mean, you can sleep and make money mm-hmm. if you set it up right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and the whole setting it up right is... Uh... You know that, that you said you said it in one sentence, and it's it's really, I mean, the devil's kind of in the details there, right? So the um, it is. the uh, uh, I know the one day seminar you're doing, uh, it's it's just sort of a, a, a brain dump on how do we start to set it up right? <laughs> so I don't want sure. I, I don't want people to think, oh well, she I mean she just said that she was like she blew it off. No, she's not blowing it off. She's got forty two no, minutes on this show. Not do it. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna invite listeners to uh, give us a call here with any questions. For Laurel, uh, you can call us toll-free at 877-772-9658. You can also uh, send us an email by sending it to askvena, that's A-S-K-V-E-N-A, at gmail.com. And we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vena Jones-Cox. <laughs> My guest today is on and off Laurel Langemeyer. We keep losing our connection with Laurel here and uh, not not sure exactly what's going on, but uh, she's talking with us today about uh, her basic sort of rules for entrepreneurship. Uh, Laurel has written five best-selling books uh, for Wall Street Journal and New York Times best-selling books over the course of the last few years, you've seen her face on just everything from the the news to talk shows to you know, CNBC, Fox, Forbes, all of those kinds of places. And uh, she has become known nationwide as the millionaire maker. She's revving up for a one-day seminar here in the Cincinnati area, sponsored by the nonprofit Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You are welcome to attend that, whether or not you were a member of one of those two organizations. You can get more information about it at CincinnatiRIA.com. That's CincinnatiREIA.com. We're also taking your calls at 877-772-9658 or your emails at askvina at gmail.com. Laurel, we got you back. We do. Awesome. Oh, and the connection's so much better. Yay. Yay. Uh, yes, I'm so happy. Um, all right. So you um, you had, you did have some corporate experience before I you did. before you left all of that and, and went out on your own. Um, for our folks out there who are kind of struggling with that uh, transition from corporate America to their own super successful business, um, what, what was it from your corporate experience that you were able to to carry over that helped you as an entrepreneur? You know, probably I look back and I think, you know what, I I wouldn't give back in the experience. You know, I think a lot of times you do things that you don't know really why you're there, and then you can look back and say, God, I'm so glad I know that, um, is the corporate structure. The very thing that I, you know, resisted and hated living in corporate America um, there was just a lot of structure. Like, I mean, most people that are that haven't been what I call corporately trained. I mean, from just um, sheer business courtesies, you know, at the simplest level, to how to have meetings, how to facilitate meetings, how to create action plans, how to create and monetize business plans. So there was just a lot of structure that I learned. That now, I mean, leaving, and I also had a very uh, large job. Um, I worked. Uh, in the Gulf of Mexico for Chevron designing fitness centers on offshore oil rigs. So I flew around in a helicopter. I mean, it wasn't just a, like a desk job. I was in helicopters, seaplanes, remote. So I learned to manage, you know, virtual teams uh, all over the world eventually um, and how to use technology to do it. There was just a lot of things that I got put into that I don't think you normally would have those experiences. And I took all of that forward um, which is now is probably why it's not difficult for me. When I, you know, I have offices in Sydney, Australia now, Johannesburg. Uh, we're opening in London, so it's not difficult to to run remote teams. So there's a lot of things that you think. Well, you know, people will say, "How did you get good at that?" And 
you know, I, I look back to those Chevron years for a lot of that corporate structure that I now use inside my company. Um, and just like those corporate courtesies, you know, just knowing how to play at the, the, those levels. And, I mean, I, I was, even though it was somebody else's checkbook, and I think that, that a lot of women don't do this, Vina. I think they need to, I always remind my clients is, you know, some of, some of these people, not just women, but men, you're running enormous budgets, millions and millions of dollars in somebody else's checkbook. So why when you leave, like I was running millions and millions and millions of dollars of contracts. And because I, uh, and the best advice I would say is start treating that money as if it was yours because there's a detachment that you need to get to money that people don't have. And many, many corporate executives leave their job and they manage millions, if not billions of dollars, and they act totally retarded around 100000 You know what I mean? It's like, you knew how to do this before. Just because it's your money now, why do you have such a different relationship to it? So what I do when I'm coaching people out of their job is behave in your job as if you were a consultant. And how would you behave differently? How would you monetize it? How would you charge them? If you were going to charge hourly, if you're you know, an accountant inside of a company or a web designer, how would you charge if that was your entrepreneurial venture and you are contracted, and when you start behaving like that, that gets you detached at a certain level, and it starts getting you a different energy and a relationship to your money and your performance. And I find the people who truly take that on quit very quickly, if not move their job into a contract job, which is what I did at Chevron. I went from an employee to a contractor doing darn near what I was doing, but I just wouldn't work there anymore as an employee because I did that activity. So really take that on, um, and even your title, like – Act like you're a consultant, even though you're not. And you'll be shocked at the disconnect you'll have mm-hmm. in a good way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good advice. Now, you had mentioned uh, a little bit earlier on that you think it's very important for entrepreneurs to get into good circles. Mm-hmm. And not just hang out with your Midwestern family who thinks you're crazy for mm-hmm. quitting your job and buying <laughs> real estate. So... Uh, how? I mean, for 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 someone who's doesn't have offices in four countries, uh, how do, how does you know our average listener? So how did I start? Yeah, go <laughs> find a good circle. How do we find one? So I mean, there's there's local business networking groups. I mean, Oria, come on the it's February eighth, I think it's Saturday, right? Because mm-hmm. we're doing it all Saturday. Mm-hmm. So come hang out like that group. Go to go to Urea meetings. Go to business networking meetings. Join the chambers. Uh, join like just look up in your area within a hundred mile radius or however w- much you're willing to travel, and find business networking groups. Because if you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to hang out with entrepreneurs. You got to stop hanging out with your employee friends. And the only reason I always laugh, I always say, the only reason that you're friends with the employees that you work with is because you got stuck in a cubicle next to them and you had to hang out you know, all day together. <laughs> it's not because you picked them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they may seem like they're your best friend and confidant right now. And it's for that position. It's not for who you're becoming. So go be in the space, in the entrepreneurial space, even if, even if you're transitioning, and start there. That's what I did. I started in New Orleans originally, and I went to Southern California. By the time I ended up in San Francisco, I mean, the first place I always went was to the Rias, always, because I knew I could hang out there, and that was a, that was the interest of mine, and I could find maybe partners there, but I was around entrepreneurs. I was around the people that were doing the thing I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I'd go there uh, first. And the other thing I want to say, which is a little, you know, not a question, but I just got to tell people how to do this financially, is everybody thinks, Vina, that they have to replace their income, and that's totally not true. Because if you have, say, an dollars $60,000, $80,000 salary, that's not what you take home in cash. And it's what you take home in cash that you're used to living on. So 
Um, and don't get all freaked out around, you know, the health insurance and all that, you know, especially now with all the lovely Obamacare stuff we won't even talk about. But, you know, I get insurance privately for less than $400, and I'm a single mom with two kids. And so it's out there. You can find proper insurance. Don't you're not, You don't stay for the benefits, for God's sakes. It's just not even uh, a reason to stay. So when you look at your take-home cash, so say you take home 5000 you make 2500 per paycheck, and that's after taxes, after everything. That's what goes into your bank account. All you have to replace is half of it with, a, with an entrepreneurial venture. So whatever it is, all you have to replace is 2500 because when you quit – you get your life back, and you're going to continue. If you can make 2500 part-time, you, you're clearly going to – everybody that does this formula, they surge way past it. In fact, most of them triple ended up with a $7,500 month because you're going to get 40 to 60 hours of your life back and give all your attention to the entrepreneurial venture. You'll surge past more cash flow than you're taking home. It's the I have to replace my income. That's the lie. That's not the truth. It's the wrong number. Mm-hmm. So I just needed to add that because I think it's – it's just solid advice, and everybody who does it gets out of their job. Yes, and you you, you talk a lot, and and you did this at the at the twenty thirteen New Strategy Summit. I know I'm sure you're going to do this on February eighth. You do it in your books, you do it in your interviews. You talk a lot about the energy around all of this, and that is it. It is so important, and I, I'd like to challenge listeners to notice the difference between the energy at the water cooler. And the energy at the family gatherings and the energy at a RIA meeting or a workshop or a conference or, you know, any anything of that nature. And how how much better you feel <laughs> being around people who are already doing what it is you want to do and, and, and really trying to put yourself into that, into that position. Because I don't think people really stop and notice that when they're when they're in the the meeting at the moment i mean they go home feeling like oh that was great but they don't notice that it's really a difference in people in one place believe you can do it and people in another place don't (laughs) exactly um so let's uh let's talk about uh the, the the this is a question that people in in our in our business ask each other a lot Laurel loses everything tomorrow. Okay, all the money's gone. All the contacts are gone. Nobody knows who you are. Yep. You've you've been erased as a as a as a as a guru. Yep. (laughs) What would you do? How how would you restart? Title. You're you've been erased (laughs) as a guru. (laughs) You are now up a whiteboard with nothing. Um, I would sell whatever skill set I have, and it's the advice I give to everyone. It's just having the guts and confidence to do it. So um, back in the day, I would have sold, and it's what I did do because I went to college and I had to pay my own way, and I knew how to do personal training and work out. So I charged a lot of money to be a personal trainer and do aerobics classes. So although not a grand business model, and that's not what we're talking about, what, do you, what would you do to make money? I'd go sell my services. If you drop me, literally if you drop me any country in the world, and, and uh, I, at some point I have to do this reality show, because I know I can train anybody listening within a couple hours to decide what they would sell and how they would sell it, and they could make money in a couple hours. <clears throat> and so I would, I, I would sell some consulting time. I would sell. So again, the guru status is gone, but my brain's not gone, right? That's the. Mm-hmm. So I still get my brain, right? <laughs> right. And even if I didn't have the level of experience, I mean, I have always 
when I needed cash, sold my time. Is it a good business model forever and ever, all men? No, it's not. But what I find also, Venus, everybody thinks that it has to be the perfect model before they start. Just start. And with that cash, cash will give you confidence, I promise you. I always say evidence gives you confidence. Evidence is cash in your pocket. And then with the cash, you'll have more funds and resources and availability to fix the model so it isn't you all the time. I mean, we make an enormous amount of money online because I've had the time to shoot videos. I have the time. And even even in that model, if I had no guru status, I would shoot videos. I mean, I have a brand-new client who's a ring designer, and I told her to shoot a bunch of videos on how she designs her diamond rings and why they're so spectacularly different than everybody else, and she's never had a client lose a stone. Like, that's a big claim. And she did all these YouTube videos, put them all over YouTube. She doubled her business just by using YouTube videos and just – talking about her expertise and what she does so brilliantly. So everybody has a skill set. You, you know something. Um, and even if, like, if you're a high school teacher, I mean, I have a 14-year-old who is a genius at math. And, you know, he didn't want to do math tutoring, really, even though he's been kind of conditioned to do it. So he, the, he did a whole bunch of videos, and he put them up, and he sells them for 10 bucks to teach people how, you know, kids in junior high or high school how to do algebra quicker how to do trigonometry quicker so he so he leverages his own brains i mean it's exactly what you do you go get paid for it Mm -hmm. and then with that money we'll get your business model more sophisticated but start very very true and we find that um uh, pure bootstrapping. <laughs> well, and right, and and the thing is, if you can get started, you know, because because right. there there are folks who are who are intimidated. They really want to do apartment buildings. Apartment buildings really appeal to them, but they're intimidated by the numbers around apartment buildings, right? By million dollar properties. Um, if you can, if you can start doing anything to build the confidence that you can do everything. I mean, folks typically. Uh, will turn out to be serial entrepreneurs, right? They'll start out. They'll start out in real estate, and they'll they'll build a business wholesaling or something, and then they realize that they have built this great sales team. And so, what the heck? I'm going to start a real estate brokerage too. And then they've done that, and then they realize they've got a bunch of good contractors around them. So, I think I'm going to start a property maintenance business. <laughs> and pretty soon, they they're doing you know nine different businesses, each of which is bringing them in hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And you start to learn that, uh, yeah, you might start with a thing that's within your skill set, but ultimately a business is a business is a business. Yep. And if you can start one, you can start pretty much any of them. Uh, listener question. Well, and I want to just oh, deepen go- that. That is exactly what we're going to do on February 8th. I'm going to, like, I always say, you know, if you, if you liken your business to an airplane, you've got to get your plane in the air, which means you've got some structure. So I'm going to go through the components of that plane, the business system, and I don't care what the cargo is. And I think... What happens, because we're so occupationally trained, right, we're going to school to be a this or a that or whatever, everybody worries about having to be the best whatever it is. The cargo in the plane, which is your expertise, your skill set, your offer, doesn't matter. I mean, you could be the best doctor, you'd be the best Cairo, you could be the best interior designer, best jewelry designer, best cook, best whatever in the world, and no one cares unless you have a business system that can distribute your services or product and create cash flow and maximize tax strategies, you have a database, have a website. So we're going to talk about all the components of a business system and exactly what you said, Vina. I don't care what the cargo is. If your cargo is real estate, perfect. If the cargo is a mortgage company, perfect. If the cargo is you know, a general contractor or a house cleaning company, the business content is not what you need to be worrying about. I mean, that's not what's going to make you money. I mean, how, I mean, how many great books are there in the world that are still sitting on shelves because they don't know how to get distribution of a book? 
True. So just because your idea, your thing, and you're the best, and you're the highest certified or whatever, that that's we're not an occupational game. We're an entrepreneurial game, which means you got to learn business systems, structure, sales, marketing. And I also this is my new thing. I've been telling people, Vina, if you don't like to sell, go get it. I mean, then keep keep your job because sales is what makes entrepreneurs. If you're not willing to sell, you're not getting any money. Where's money come from? Sales. So I'm going to have you fall in love with sales on February 8th. You fall in love with it. You'll be so excited. We have a question here from <laughs> from Steve who says, uh, he's been listening to Real Life Real Estate for seven years, been investing in real estate for about the same time. Well, Steve, I hope those two things are, are related. Uh, can, can you or Laurel describe how written goals are part of your routine? For example, do you write goals on paper or online? When do you look at them? How frequently do you score your performance against them? And with whom do you share them? Wow, that was a big question. So um, I do a business plan every year, absolutely. Um, I do my own personal five, seven plus, you know, bigger projections, but I only take my business plan out to a three-year projection. world's moving too fast. Technology's changing too fast. There's too many variables. Um, so I, I do business plans, and then I chunk my business plan into 90-day goals, and then I take my 90-day goals uh, by the department, because uh, even though you may not, you be you might be an individual entrepreneur and you have, you know, some outsourced people working for you or part-time people contracted to help you with things. You need to start thinking, and I'm going to I'm going to draw this out literally on the eighth. You need to start thinking like a business owner. So you would have marketing activities to generate the leads. You'd have sales activities to make the leads customers. So you have money, and then you have an accounting. Um, you'd have, you know, the accounting function and then the fulfillment function, customer service, follow up back to sales. So I'm going to show you how you create a cash system, which is a business system. Like you said, Vina, you, once you do one business right, you can do any business. It doesn't matter what the cargo on the plane is. So I set goals in each of those departments and then each individual in all of those areas have their own goals and accountability and report out. So uh, my companies live out loud, so I make I have everybody live out loud about them because I what I notice is if I say I want something, then other people are going to hold me accountable to it, and I expect them to, and that's what I do for them. So <clears throat> this year, um, so for Kevin Harrington, who's the original Shark, just became my partner one month ago today. That's why we're here in Las Vegas. So I wanted a celebrity style. I wanted a big, big, big name partner this year. Um, and I'm telling, I told everybody last year I wanted, I started saying it in June and December 15th, I landed it. But every time that I met somebody, they said, so have you met, have you, have you found your partner? Have you found the partner? Have you found, who are you going to work with? Who are you going to work with? And all sorts of names were floating around. Lots of them, a lot of people know. Um, but I wanted to double and I wanted to go to the next level and I needed to find another big partner. My point is that the more you live out loud and tell people what you want, the more you're held accountable for it. If you allow it, and I find you get your goal faster. If you live quietly and don't say anything, I want to make some money. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to have the conversation with you. So that's also where the energy is. Like what you give attention to, I call it energy. What you give focus to is what's going to arrive in your life. How you spend your time, how you spend your money is what you're going to get. And if you don't write down what you want, then you kind of get whatever just gets thrown at you. In most of your world, if you look at most people's day, they live most of their day reacting to everybody else's needs and requests and demands versus you driving your day. So, like, I gave up my email at the beginning of the year. That was one of my goals. Somebody else answers my email now. They show me what I need to know because I'm not going to respond and react to everybody's request for my life. I'm driving my life. I'm not going to respond and react to it. So things like that I live very loudly about um, and be held accountable to. So I, I, it's the same with health. Like, I did the same thing in the health world. If you want to lose weight, tell everybody you want to lose weight. 
And the reason people don't want to stay on and lose weight is because if you don't lose weight, then you don't, you don't think you failed. Well, the truth is you failed worse for yourself and your self-fulfilling prophecy. So I want you to tell everybody about your goals, and I want you to tell people that will hold you accountable to them and really kick your rear if you don't. Excellent. Get to it. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. My guest today is Laurel Langemeyer, author of several best-selling books and star of The Secret. You can call your questions in for Laurel at 877-772-9658 or send them to askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We've got about 10 minutes left in the show and... Uh, we're inviting listener questions. I've got all kinds of questions for Laurel, but you guys might have some questions too. So if you do, give us a call toll-free at 877-772-9658 or send them on in to askvina at gmail.com. We'll get to some email questions as soon as we have talked to Brett on line one in Columbus, Ohio. Brett, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Thank you. You're very Mike, welcome. Are you ready for a question? <laughs> we are. I am. Okay. I've been involved in real estate for quite a while, but I want to start Internet businesses, and I've been doing investigating for about six months, and the product that i picked so far is training courses geared towards small business owners and medium-sized business owners, and I just wanted to get Laurel's opinion if that would be, like, one of the best products or if there's other products to start out with to sell on the Internet that she would recommend. Um, So that's a great space great space and um you're going to want to start by like just say you did vena and my stuff right because um, okay. mine's an entrepreneur and if you wanted to gear just say you did our stuff you'd want to start with uh collaborating with us as an affiliate and say like i have you get my book for darn near free right as a as a lead generation so you you'd attract people to a very small offer just to get their information and we have a lot of videos and a lot of things that we could give you to give to people to get them to come to your site and then you'd upsell them from there to a variety level of, of products and, and you can go all the way you know pretty easily up to about a thousand bucks once you sell someone's stuff all the way kind of through their funnel I call it um, you definitely need to come on February 8th because we're going to okay. walk through all this and the other thing, like I'm actually here in Las Vegas right now, ClickBank, I'm at a ClickBank convention, I'm speaking here, and it's, uh, it's just a different group, but they have lots and lots and lots and lots of offers, so it's a different way to be an affiliate, and then you'll find a whole bunch of us out there where you can represent our stuff, and then they handle the accounting, and you don't have to handle all that programming on the back of your website. So between Amazon and ClickBank, they're probably the two places where there's other people's offers that you can start generating money from all right sounds good i'll i'll be there on the eight great cool. brett Look forward to meeting you and I, I'm okay. getting, I've gotten several emails uh, from listeners that are having a hard time uh, negotiating the Cincinnati RIA website looking for that uh, registration. So uh, I've just posted it on our Facebook page. It's at facebook.com slash real life real estate. There's a, there's a quick link there that you can just go and get yourself registered uh, that way. Uh, again, that's facebook.com slash real life real estate. And uh, Laura, we also have an email question here that I thought was uh, I thought was pretty perceptive. This is from Mike in Indianapolis. He says, "Laurel, with someone like you, it's easy to get the perception that your life has been smooth and mistake free. Yeah. <laughs> would you Would you be willing to share a little bit about some of your missteps to make the rest of us feel better?" <laughs> oh 
Okay, so first of all, I grew up on a farm in Nebraska, and Rubina said, my Nebraska family thinks that I'm a lunatic, so you would call me the ultimate black sheep, because I don't do any, I don't even, I don't know, I don't know how I was born there. Um, so I was, a, you know, extreme little rebel. Um, I think the thing that I, I probably do that makes it sound easy is I say yes a lot, and I don't, and when things don't work out, I don't, like, you know, fall into a crumbled pile and cry about it. It's like, oh, well, you know, whatever, next so I next things very quickly, and I don't take them personally. So it's just kind of an attitude I kind of grew up with because, you know, it's more like feeling your way through and saying what's going to work. As far as mistakes, oh, my God, I've lost more money than most people, um, but I also know how to make money. So I'm also not attached and think that's all failure. Those are just interesting learnings, and once you learn it, you don't ever repeat it. So, I mean, some of the biggest mistakes, I'd say costly mistakes, is technology. I had no idea what I was doing. And didn't take my own advice in getting people to help with websites and proper technology. So I custom built a bunch of crap that never worked and spent ridiculous money with people that, you know, I got all sorts of promises and never got delivery. And what that's caused me to do, which makes it sound easier now, is I'm really, really smart at negotiating. But believe me, I've been through a lot of bumps in negotiating really bad deals and then not getting a website right, not getting this right. So I'd say technology was a huge mistake, but the second part of that is just negotiating with people. So I've hired, like, you know, I've hired really interesting humans (laughs) that didn't work out. And then the most expensive mistakes were having bad investing partners, you know, partners that didn't have the same level of integrity and values. And if I had to put one thing on, you know, where a lot of my – it's an interesting catch-22 is I do things, as Vina knows, with an amazing amount of speed, and um, that also can, can be costly by making mistakes and not double-checking work. So I've done lots of stuff wrong. I think the difference is my attitude about how it is. It's like, so it's sort of, so what, now what? Mm-hmm. Oops, I did that, and then I keep moving. And I think when you, you know, and I really, you know, when you leave on the 8th, I want you to have that kind of energy and focus that you can always make some more money. So it's not about making it a losing. I'm not suggesting that. And and when you do, because you will in the beginning, because you're going to make some mistakes, you just can't have that be like, oh, my God, I'm a failure, and then fall in a heap and go back and get a job. And, again, if you're around a lot of more successful people, we're going to guide you to stay away from a lot of mistakes. I mean, I, already, I always say I, the reason I'm such a good coach and mentor is I've paid the price for all of you. I've, I think I've done about everything wrong. I just don't, I also don't cry and whine about it, and I don't make it part of my big story. Sure, sure. Let's talk for a minute to the ladies who might be listening to us today. We'll let the guys put their heads down and take a little nap for a moment. Um, Or listen for your ladies. (laughs) Or listen for your ladies. One of the issues that I see a lot amongst uh, female real estate entrepreneurs, and I assume this is true. Uh, you work with with a wider range of entrepreneurs than I do, but I'm sure this is true amongst uh, ladies all over the place. Is that they seem to have a hard time actually placing appropriate value on their services, whatever those may be, whether it's a you know, property management or a, a piece of real estate or their expertise. They they don't frankly want to charge enough for yep. what they're doing and, and and maybe there's some guys out there that are the same way but um what would you say to somebody like that if you saw them doing it how would you get them out of that hole when when especially for women many many gals are more oriented toward service than they are about getting the check they deserve um well i'm pretty aggressive about it 
it's you know I say you know you need a price for value, and here's here's the, what I'm really going to teach you on the eighth, and we'll go through a model of this, is you you price you price for the value of the service you provide into the space that you provide. So I'll use like, um, so, so what's something simple massage. You know, there's a lot of women who will charge sixty, seventy, eighty dollars, when the, the really good ones and the pros are charging a hundred, hundred twenty, especially if they're doing like an in-home. And so you've got to charge, like you got to charge the value of the space. And I don't care if you're a beginner. I don't care, you know, if you've been doing that for a long time. So there's a couple problems. There's one, it's a worth issue. Um, and as you said, and here's why I want to untangle service and sales, is I provide amazing service for people. And, and, and I know that I'm one of the best in the world at what I do. And, and the way that I teach you and I want you to take on, like, whatever you do, you're the best in the world at what you do. I mean, if you look at you and my careers, Vina, we've been sustainably in our spaces and doing excellent work. I mean, we, just, we do. And I'm not selling you. I'm serving you. So when you know you provide service, so when you do that massage and you know you're serving somebody, and what drives me crazy about the, the, the women who charge that low amount, uh, like my mom's one of those people. She charges way under her catering rates, and she's one of the best caterers in Nebraska. I mean, she is amazing. She does those huge wedding cakes for the Midwest where 400 people come, waterfalls, all that stuff, and she doesn't charge half of what she's worth. It drives me nuts. We argue about it all the time. I'm right. She's not. Um, <laughs> but here's the way to think about it if you can't think about it for yourself and deserving that money. Um, and, and so I just want to finish. So when you're serving somebody and serving their life and helping them, you deserve the compensation. That's capitalism, and that's the game. And it's not you're not a charity when you're in business. So give to charity in a different way and charge properly for your business. And the biggest activity that I found that changes – uh, everybody, men and women, and even the teenagers, who because I start a lot of teenage businesses for the kids. Oh, by the way, if you have a really switched-on teenager, they can come, you know, bring them along because we'll work with them too. Um, I love this activity is charge as if you are not going to deliver the service, which means you have to outsource it. So someone else is going to deliver for you. So I my coaching rates, you know, and I do a lot of my coaching, but if I choose to give it to someone else, I charge as if I'm giving it all away like giving it to somebody else to do, which means if uh, that massage person had to give that massage away because, you know, they had a conflict that night, so they didn't want to not do it, but they wanted, the, you know, the, the money, if you charge 120 you could pay somebody 50 You could pay somebody 40 to do that massage. So charges if you're not going to touch and do, and do any of the work. Charges you know, if you're a copywriter, charges if you're going to subcontract all that copywriting. Charges if you're going to subcontract the house cleaning, the general contracting work. Then you charge properly. Because there'll be a day, if you're a real business owner, you aren't going to do all the work. So if you don't charge properly from the beginning, you're going to have a heck of a time creating scalable growth. So straight out of the gate, I have a teenagers that build websites and do social media. They charge like the pros. And they're, they're so busy, they are starting to outsource to their friends. And so you've got to start straight if you're really going to be in business. And we're not doing charity, and we're not doing hobbies. We're doing businesses. So just get over it. And you don't really get to talk about it. So. <laughs> Excellent. Am I being too aggressive with your audience? <laughs> no, no, no. They can take it. They're, they're, they're used to getting, they're, they're getting used to being virtually shaken. You know, like reach out and grab them and shake them. Um, okay, so th there's, uh, there's a lot of fear uh, at the beginning of starting anyone's first business. There's a lot of work to be done. It can sometimes be overwhelming. Uh, share with us what's just so much fun about being an entrepreneur that everybody out there should run out and do it anyway. Freedom. You know, everybody says they want freedom. You have the freedom of choice. You have freedom of money. 
um, the, some of the models I'm going to teach you on the 8th. Um, you know, I'm going to teach you how to, what I call businesses cash machines too, so you can turn on the machine of the dial and, you know, crank up some money. Like today, I took a huge sales job, you know, and you know me, Vina. I mean, I know how to sell, but I don't usually go into corporations and teach their sales teams how to sell. They offered me an ungodly amount of money, and I thought, hmm, I want to go helicopter skiing with my son in Europe. I'm going to go make that extra money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so whenever you want something, I go find a way to fund it. So <laughs> I think... The, the freedom that you have and when you really get good at the thing you do, like the gentleman who asked the question about being able to do this online, when you're an affiliate marketer online or when you become good online, I mean, we have several campaigns online, for example. I mean, we turned one on last weekend and, I, you know, we had some stuff we wanted to fund, um, some new media. And I said, you know, I want to surge an extra 20, 30 grand in. We turned on a campaign in the Internet. We made 56,000 done. Like, that's the confidence you're going to get when you learn how to set up a business system is that you can turn on dials of the cash machine. And if you want to go away and go down, because I have a lot of Australian clients who go on holiday, which they're on holiday for six weeks every year around this time. No one's, everybody's business is closed right now over there, most of them, is they just turn down the dial because they don't want to work. And then when they get back, they turn up the dial. So when you have that much control of not living paycheck to paycheck and, and, and learning to make the money, the confidence and the freedom and the choices you have for you and your family are like you'll never have in your life. It's extraordinary. Like I, 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 I couldn't even imagine. I mean, you're the same way. Me. We couldn't even imagine living any other way. Thank you for that. Um, many times we lose sight of what we're going for in the <laughs> sort of dregs of getting it done. especially right at the very beginning. And uh, again, I want to remind listeners that if you'd like to spend a day with Laurel, the nonprofit Ohio Real Estate Investors Association and Cincinnati RIA are sponsoring an all-day event on February 8th here in Cincinnati. Laurel will be the speaker at that all-day event. There's a long, long agenda that she's going to be going through that you can see. uh, Just go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash real life real estate click the link there it'll take you over and show you exactly what is going to be covered and again everyone's welcome to that you don't have to be a cincinnati rea member or an ohio rea member or even from ohio for that matter uh it'll be a great day uh appreciate you joining us today laurel and sharing your uh many years of of accumulated wisdom and and wisdom from working with thousands of entrepreneurs all over the world. We do appreciate you. Mm, and we'll, you. And we'll see you on February 8th. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Be a good day. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. You've been listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. And until then, happy investing. Happy investing.